Author Martha Carr is publishing six thrillers over the course of 91 days, and she's invited us along for the ride. We'll have short episodes each week following the release of a new book in her Wallace Jones series to discuss what's working and what's not in this nearly real-time launch strategy case study. Welcome back to the Author Biz. This is the Martha Carr Launch Strategy Case Study, and we are at episode four. Uh, when we uh, record this, we're recording this on February 2nd, and the fifth book in the series, The Watcher's, Result, the Watcher's Revolt, was released on January 31st. Martha, how's it going? It's going better for a lot of reasons. I feel like I have a much better handle on uh, what to do and a much better handle on what readers hope for. And I've done a few things differently. For people who maybe are just listening to this for the first time, I'll just give a quick uh, backstory. You come out of a traditional publishing background. Um, you are a, a full-on indie author right now, but your mindset is still kind of half in the back or half in the past half in the present and half, you know, to, to, to be really bad with math, half in the future. So you, you kind of have your, your feet still straddling where you want to be. You're not all the way where you want to be in terms of uh, right. an indie author thinker, but you're getting there. I, yeah, I think I've made big leaps lately um, that certain things I really wasn't getting. And you're exactly right that I think what's been tripping me up, you know, I've been looking for why aren't more readers getting into the uh, series. And it, it turns out it may have been a traditional style of thinking. And well, I may... Before we get into that, okay. let, let's, let's ask, let me ask the usual questions and we'll get okay. that out of the way because we've got a lot to cover today. Uh, okay. The usual questions are um, sales, daily, daily sales. What's, what's the average now? The average is $17 a day. Okay. And yesterday, what was yesterday? Yesterday was 20 some dollars. Okay. And I will, uh, well, we'll get into this later. Um, pre-orders for book six, because you do a pre-order every time. Um, has there been any increase over the time that you've been doing this in the pre-orders? No. Okay. Pre-orders so have been pretty much inconsequential. Okay. Um, the last book in the series is going to drop on February 22nd. That will be the sixth book. And for anybody that's out there, this is your first time. I'm just going to walk through the books and the release dates. The List Conspiracy was book one. It dropped on December 1st. The Traitor's Revenge was book two, dropped on the 8th, only uh, eight days later. The Keeper Returns was book three, dropped on the 22nd. The Circle Rises, book four, on January 9th. The Watcher's Revolt uh, just released on the 31st, and The Butterfly Project will be book six in the Wallace Jones series, uh, dropping on February 22nd. So right. that's where we're at. We saw, and it, at the end of the last episode, we were hoping for this massive spike that came along with the fourth book. I think it's safe to say that didn't happen. That didn't happen. Okay. And. And that was kind of a sober moment to see that it wasn't going to happen and that something wasn't quite working and to be willing to keep asking for help and hang in there. Now, one of the things that you said in the very beginning and that you and I talked about before we even decided to do this is that it's all just data. And I'm, right. I'm quoting you. All of That's this right. information that you're gathering is data. It's not, you're not taking it as a reflection on you as an author. It's just data. 
And one of the things that you did, which is interesting, and I think I'm probably going to use something like change of course or something in the title for this show, but you've changed course a little bit, uh, it, rather dramatically in terms of your covers. Oh, yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I was um, given the opportunity to borrow um, somebody's fan base to ask them, uh, what do you think of these books? What do you think of the covers? What do you think of the blurbs? And they thought the covers were boring and, and it would not encourage them to open it. And so I learned the difference between a, a beautiful cover and a motivating cover, and it's not the same thing. Okay, now l let me jump in here. I am a thriller reader. <laughs> I read mysteries. Um, I, I know what kind of cover works for me. And right. your old covers didn't work for me. And when I saw the new covers, I'm like, oh, my God, these covers are worse. <laughs> but right. you use the data from this group to right. figure out what kind of cover you wanted. And I, like, I personally am not fond of covers with faces on them. Right. Uh, but all of your covers now have faces on them. Uh, why? Uh, not all of them yet, but a lot of them do. And they have faces on them because that's what the readers asked for. That's what they said they liked. And that also pointed to something else uh, that had to do with the story. They care about the characters, at least the audience that I'm attracting. Mm -hmm. They care about the characters more than the plot. And they really want to identify with them. And they love the, a face on the cover. So... Let me let me think of how to how to phrase this exactly, um, w because, again, when I saw those covers, I thought this is going to be a disaster. And so I went out <laughs> and looked at all your Amazon rankings and sort of made a mental note. And then this morning before we came on, I looked at the Amazon rankings again and I couldn't have been more wrong because the sales of all your books across the board, uh, it. I can't say the sales because I don't have the sales numbers, but the rankings are up right. considerably. And they are. I just looked as well since you said that, and they are. So you are – whatever you did with the covers is, is working, and, and the, again, that goes back to the data. We all have our personal right. opinions about what a good cover is or what a good opening to a series is or – you know, it, opinions are opinions, but the readers are the ones that actually make uh, the, the buying decisions, and you very wisely went out to a group of readers and adjusted – on the fly, basically, because all of a yeah. sudden there were just these new covers out there. And if you'd asked me, I'd have said, don't do it. It's, it's going to be terrible. We use a different kind of cover, but it's, it's, it seems to be working. Actually, artists, friends of mine did say, don't do it. And um, I learned to quit asking, do you like it? And to start asking, would you open the book if you saw that cover? And I got different responses based on asking a different question. Plus, I stopped asking friends and i started asking readers mm -hmm. and i got very different answers okay i alluded to something else when i was talking about some of the the data that you're getting you went to your you, you started a fan club on a, an arc group i guess basically right. maybe is is the proper term on facebook and you asked them some questions about the books and you got some right. important information back from them so again Boy, this is real I. data Yes, and um, I, I was inspired by borrowing somebody else's fan group to start one as well, and uh, that has been one of the best things I've done, I think. And so one person really was uh, vocal about saying, hey, 
this book really starts in chapter four or five when you introduce the character. And I'm not sure about these first three. And I said in the beginning, I was going to be open to the data and not, you know, get my ego tied up in it. So I started ask, I asked you and yes. I started, I started asking around and to a person, everyone said, oh yeah, I thought the same thing. And so I looked at those first, you know, it can't be about, well, I love these. They can't mm -hmm. be about that. So I looked at the first three chapters and realized that if I cut them off, you wouldn't, you wouldn't lose any of the story. And in fact, it moved more easily and you got to the Wallace Jones faster and it was easier. So I just took them off yesterday. I took them off yesterday and uh, put it back in Amazon. And now it's a different book. And you've got some promotions that you're going to do. But, but yes. for people that are out there listening, just to describe the experience of reading the first book. Uh, again, I read these, this kind of book all the time. And when I read, I connect as, as quickly as I can. If I can bond with the character, then you've sold me, and I'm going to keep reading the book. And I'm reading, and I'm like, is this the main character? No. <laughs> and then we're on to the next chapter. Is this the main character? No. <laughs> And then I'm on to the next chapter. And then oh, finally, in chapter five, five, we meet the main cap, the, the main character. And I'm like, I have to keep going because <laughs> I need to be able to talk to Martha about this book. And then yeah. as soon as I met the main character, then I was sold. Well, you know, so that speaks to the best thing about being an indie author is that you can make mistakes and correct them and go on to success. Now, I don't know. I'm hoping that this was actually the flaw that's been sitting there, the biggest one all along. But, you know, I was, you're, as you mentioned, I've been an indie author for years. And if I had made this mistake out in the indie world and the book is out, it just, it would be done. Oh, you mean traditionally published? I'm sorry, yeah. traditionally published. Yeah. And, um, it oh, affects yeah, you'd how, be dead. Yeah, you dead. The whole series would be dead. And, but, it's a really cool thing, and it's the indie world of authors that supported me and said, hey, you want to borrow my readers? And um, it, it, this was really an indie author project with a, with a lot of really sweet readers who were willing to say, I really love this series, but those first three chapters have got to go. <laughs> All right. Now, in the last episode, we also talked a little bit about also bots, and right. at that time— most of the also bots, you're part of the 20 books to 50K group, and most of the also bots were from, were for 20 books to 50K. Sci-fi. Sci-fi things. And it, it made absolutely no sense. And it, what that told us both was that you weren't connecting with your audience. You were connecting yeah. with another audience that was trying to support you, but you weren't finding yes. your readers. So I went yes. out and looked today, and... I can't say that there are no 20 book to 50K authors there, but there are a bunch of thriller authors that are yes, showing up yeah. as the also bots now. So whatever you did over the course of the last three, work, three weeks has worked. So what did you do? So I rewrote the blurbs and I uh, got some another author to do it with me. And because I was starting to understand that the readers really, really connected with Wallace Jones and that's who they cared about. And frankly, the plot was secondary for them. They just wanted to know about her and her family. Mm -hmm. I rewrote them from that point of view with some mention of the plot. 
And um, that's pretty. And then, and then I changed the covers. But that's really what I did was I changed the blurbs. Did you and do suddenly, any, Did you change anything with your email list? Like, did you did you promote other authors of thriller books or anything like that with your email list, or were you doing that online promoting other authors? Nope, I'm doing it now. I okay. am trading. I'm trading newsletters now. But I just started doing that, and that's another great idea. But I also think that um, readers, despite the first three chapters, there's a core group of readers that pushed through and really mm-hmm. liked the series, and they've started telling others. That's what I hear. Is they, they are actually saying, you really like this series. And so maybe some of that is going on. Well, it, it, was, uh, it was heartening to me to, to go in and see that most of the also bots were thrillers. Thriller. Some of them yeah. were financial thrillers. But almost all of them were thrillers, which is a dramatic yeah. change in, in just a few weeks. Now, because of the new beginning to the first book in the series, which, of course, is the launch point for the entire series, you're right. sort of doing a relaunch. You've got a, a, new, yep. a new cover, a new beginning. What are you doing? A new blurb. I am uh, going to be in a pop- freebie Friday, potpourri, Insta freebie in... Oh, my gosh. Battle- Say that again, really. <laughs> freebie 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 i can't freebie i can't can't even do it freebie friday insta freebie potpourri that's that's in a week and so you'll be able to get a sample of the listings because it is in kindle unlimited so you can only do a sample but you can actually go on insta freebie and get that sample now so it's already set up okay you can look for the list conspiracy on insta freebie and get the sample which is is now the beginning of the book but was chapter four and so you'll get chapter one and two and three, and the new the new variety. And uh, so I'm doing that, and I am working with somebody who's uh, helping me to get the word out farther with a head talker, which is where you get a lot of people talking at once. And what? I am now what a, a head talker. What's that? A head talker is where you you get a lot of people in social me- social media to all mention the book at the same moment. Okay, all right. So yeah, I'm I'm familiar with other uh, products yeah, the, like yeah. that, but not head talker. Right. Okay. Okay. Right. And um, also now I'm trading newsletters with other thriller authors. Mm-hmm. Um, some have a lot bigger newsletter than I do. Some have a smaller newsletter, and uh, so I'm getting mentioned in that as well. What's the size of your newsletter now? 2000. Okay, great, great. Wow, but, that's, that's grown a long ways in a fairly short period of time. Well, when, on December 1st, it was 30. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not bad for two months. And that's the other thing to keep, I need to keep telling myself is it's been two months. And there was a point after book four came out and it froze that it was like, geez, this is tough. But, um, you know, I made a decision that I would keep going and I would keep listening. And talking to the readers was what really started to unlock it. So we'll see. And I also, here's what I learned. Uh, readers want a story that's simpler, not comp- not so complicated that it's you have to figure out who's who and where's the main character. And they really want to be able to get to know the main character and keep it shorter. Don't go for a long book, at least in thrillers. Um, in other words, stop working so hard. Well, I I think there I think there are a lot of thriller authors that are able to do that. They have established audiences, and you know whatever they put out, there there are peop, there are those people who put out the doorstop size thrillers once a year, and they sell a gazillion copies of them. Right. But for indie authors, uh, the people that are willing to read indie authors, 
Um, I, I think in general, I, I think what you're saying is is probably true. But there are, you know, we all we all like different things. So you you've learned a little bit going through this process about making a book that works for a certain type of readers or the type of reader that you're trying to uh, attract. So be be more specific. What exactly like the next thing that you write? What are you going to do differently? So uh, the next thing that I write, I'm going to take an idea for a thriller and I'm going to break, I'm going to do three short stories that are all connected. So like three very small books. And I'm going to put those out and see if there's an audience for it and promote it. And uh, that way, if it doesn't catch fire, I'm not so heavily invested and I can turn around and take the next idea and break it into three. So the they'll be eight to 10,000 words long and they'll be connected. And at the very least, it'll give me more of a backlist. And maybe what it'll say is, especially since now, I will also introduce the main character quickly. I will keep in mind that's who matters most. I will have a simple plot line. Also, I love the Wallace Jones series, but it was a tremendous amount of research Mm -hmm. in order to be accurate. I probably won't do that to myself again. Is the Wallace Jones series complete after six books? Is is the the character it, arc is everything done? Everything is done, and you get the you get every answer you wanted. And I do have one other short I've already written. That's mm-hmm. a that's a um, origin story for the White Rose Order that I'm going to share with my newsletter first, the people on that, and then uh, put it on uh, Amazon. And it tells you um, a lot about a few characters and um, some things that you read in the books that you're going to think one thing. If you read this short story, you're going to find out it was actually something else, which is kind of fun. That's why you do thrillers. You are also working on an audio book. So let's talk briefly yes. about that. Uh, how how a, has that going? How is that That is going? a fun experience. That okay. is a very, very fun experience. Um, and you've been a big help in that as well. Um and so and you choose an actress, in my case, an actress, who is very good at altering her voice to um, for the different characters, but without making it sound cartoonish. And you get to hear um, things you've written suddenly mm-hmm. come to life. And it's a lot of fun. And um, I know that there's an enormous audience out there who only likes audio. So I'm very, and now that we, thank goodness we know to take the three chapters off before the audio comes out. Well, you know, that's an, that's an interesting story because if you had said, I'm going to rewrite the beginning, um, we'd be in a little bit of a pickle because the audio right. recording has completed. But uh, right. what, what you'll be able to do is to just start the book with, uh, with chapter four and it's, it's all going to be, it's all going to be fine. Yeah. And, um, you know, you have to, um, it's, it's when you listen to something with a critical ear as opposed to for entertainment, it's different. So you have to also let that go and be able to listen to it and enjoy it. And it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, Jill Smith, I got that right. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I, I hope to have Jill with us on the next show. We tried to, we tried to coordinate it for this show. And we weren't able to do it. So I, I hope that uh, we can rope Jill into doing an episode with us with the next one. Yeah. Because the, it, the audio book will be out by the time uh, this, the next show airs. We're probably, I'm going to say, two weeks away from the audio book being released. 
And um, and we'll see uh, what that does in terms of market share, like uh, how big that audience is and promote that as well. And in the meantime, I'll be um, trying a next series. You know, the List Conspiracy has room to take a side character and um, start a different kind of series. But if I don't, even if I don't, the whole story is complete. It is a series that you're, it's meant for you to start from book one and read all the way through to get all of the answers. And I always intended that, that you could go on this long ride of ups and downs and hoping for different things and watch this family hang together. I always wanted it to be a loving family that actually hung together to figure something out. Okay, let's wrap up the way that we normally wrap up. What uh, okay. what were the highlights over the course of the last three weeks? The highlights were starting an art group and actually inter- uh, connecting with uh, readers and hearing that they were so enthusiastic. And, you know, that's saying a lot, too, considering that it, every one of them has said it was an obstacle to get through those first chapters, that they fell in love with the series as much as they did, despite that was a real high and do you feel like you're you're connecting in a different way with them through that group? Absolutely. Yes, it's much more it reminds me since I am old school, it reminds me of when I would do a book signing and then you find out what the books are about because mm-hmm. the the yeah. readers keep saying the same thing and then you catch on and it's exactly what happened. Frankly, that's what happened. They started saying over and over what the books are about and that's when I caught on. Interesting. And for people out there that might be thinking about starting a fan club or they might be thinking to themselves, I don't have enough readers. That would be crazy. I'm not going to start a fan club or an art group or anything like that because I don't have 10,000 people that are going to join immediately. How many I'm in your group. How many others are are in that group? I think it's about 25. And frankly, if you only had four, I would start it. Um, and I know other authors have started it with just friends and family. And I think it's valuable to have a spot that started. And then we put it in the newsletter and said, anybody interested in joining the ARC? And uh, we got someone from France and someone from Australia and someone from Canada who'd all read the series and wanted to be part of the group. And so that was the first time I really caught on that people connected to the series. Before that, I didn't really feel that. I was watching the numbers on Amazon, but I didn't know how much people really were invested in Wallace, who was in Chapter 5. You know, I have to, I have to say, when I set up a group for the author biz, I, I expected the group to go to like 100 people, and then I kind of wanted to cap it because I, I wanted it to be sort of a select number of people. And then all of a sudden, these people started joining that I had no idea who they were. And you know, the, the author biz group was initially just sort of like friends and family. It was it was people that had been on the show before, or people that uh, were author friends, or you know, people that I had a relationship, a, a, a social media relationship with. And then all of a sudden, it just kind of took off with people that I didn't know, and I could see these relationships blooming within the group. And it's like, wow, this is really cool. Yeah, exactly. And that points out that, you know, even as an author, we need uh, the interconnections and the participation. It can't be uh, an isolated kind of profession. It doesn't work that way. And we never know who's listening or reading. As you said, you got people in all these different countries that, that have read the book and you had no idea. Had no idea. And so if you only have a few people to start a group with, that's a great number to start with. Start from where you are. Okay, uh, lowlights. 
So the lowlights were when the books stopped at 17, and I didn't know why. And then um, some other authors who had started right around when I did cruised past me to $133 a day and um, very nice people. So, you know, I'm very happy for them, Mm -hmm. but I could not see what I could do differently. And it was very frustrating. What kind, what, what, uh, what kind of books do they write? What genres? It was urban fantasy, but the, but the, and you know, people have liked to say that thrillers are harder, but that can't be true because if you take the principles of how many people are reading, what ranks, you know, how different, well, thriller has plenty of room. So I knew that wasn't it. And yet, uh, I was getting stuck and I, you know, you have a thought of, um, maybe it's me, but fortunately that didn't last long. And someone offered their, um, fan base to go and ask questions. And, you know, it's a, it's a form of humility to be able to say, what do you think? And also the person, when they offered said, are you sure? Because you never know. Right. But yeah, I was determined. I want to know. And, and even today, yeah, the rankings have gone way up, but I don't know that I found it. We'll find out. And Keep going. I, you know, I think we're going to know a lot more in, in three more weeks. This is, in, in my mind, you've kind of crossed a threshold over the course of the last three weeks, even though uh, the revenue isn't reflecting it yet. I suspect there are a lot of KU downloads that are happening to cause the rankings to really go that just haven't turned into page page flips yeah, yet. And so let me point out what you're saying in numbers so that people understand why we are so excited about the rankings. So the Trader's Revenge book two has gone up by 203,251 spots. And the Keeper Returns, the third book has gone up by 341,632 spots. And that's not small potatoes. No, no. And if you... You know, most people out there listening have a pretty good idea of how to convert rankings to daily sales. And when I did that uh, today, looking at all of your different rankings, uh, I came up with a number that was a lot higher than what you're actually getting. So that's what makes me think that there's a lot of uh, a, a lot of KU activity that just hasn't registered yet because maybe people are downloading all five <laughs> books in the series and they're just maybe. on the first book. And so for the writer who's listening, who feels stuck or they're making a dollar a day or they can't figure, what I want to tell you is go ask whoever you can get your hands on, whether they, you need to start with authors because authors are readers or start with the readers you can find and say, what about this? Don't ask what they like because that's not the right question. It's what would make you want to read this book further or open the cover and be willing to take the advice and try it and know that um, the first few ideas you try may not do what you want, but it will work. So don't give up. That's what I want to say. Don't give up. And I'm not, I would like to be much higher, but that's me being crazy, but I'm still going to keep trying until it is. And I'm going to go on and write another series and have some fun and, you know, bump off some more people in a less complicated plot. Yeah, I, I love it. I absolutely love your attitude. I love the whole idea of it's all just data and the way you're converting right. the data into action. And, you know, we've got new covers uh, for the series and you've changed the way the first book opens. So I, there's a there's a very good chance that things are going to be uh, 
significantly different uh, three weeks and, from now. But we'll we'll see. We don't know. We'll see. And, and the blurbs are different. And I will mention one other thing that I forgot that I did. That maybe this is also why because I it did it occurred yesterday. Um, the plot of the Wallace Jones series is about shadow governments and conspiracy. And someone uh, said to me, you know, that's a lot like 1984 and it's going off the shelves. Are you in the same categories? And so I went and asked if they could put it in one of the same categories because it does fit. And so that's possible as well that I change keywords. I added keywords mm-hmm. to the advertising and I added a, ca- a category. So you just, in other words, you keep, um, you know, someone makes a suggestion, you see if it's appropriate, and you go and try it, and then you have data. All right. There, there are going to be people, because people ask me whenever we talk about keywords and categories and things like that, how do they do that? You need to ask people how they do it. I know how you do it, but can you explain to the, the, the people who who might not have gone through this process yet how you change these things? So you go into the ad that you have running and um, it will allow you to, it'll say ad key uh, on Amazon, the ad I have running on Amazon, a sponsored ad, I go in and it'll say that I can add, you can do a thousand, up to a thousand keywords and I'm not at a thousand. So, uh, and you can go in and look and see which keywords have led to sales and which ones haven't done anything. And uh, so if you are at a thousand, you can take out the ones that aren't helping you at all and then add. And you can go to look up the top 100 indie authors in the categories you're in and um, then look at their also bots and take all those author names. And it takes a little while, but it's worth it because you can use it over and over. And then those become your keywords. You, it, the one place where you can use author names and it's really to your advantage is in your Amazon ads when it asks for keywords. How much are you spending? On, on, I do $5 a day, okay. up to $5 a day. And I know some people do a lot more, but that's where my comfort level is on my budget. And that's the other thing, too, is you've got don't go crazy just because you see someone else doing it. They may have a different life going on and you're going to make it even with your budget, because also the new covers. I was on one of the sites where you can buy pre-made covers and I bought one pre-made and then I contact, you know, the the, uh, artist contacted me and then I said, I really like what you're doing. And so now she's doing where we operate outside of that site. And so she gets to keep all of the money and it's still really, really affordable. Her name is Victoria Cooper. And um, I'm reluctant to say her name, but but she (laughs) deserves for me to because um, she is so good that I know at some point um, she's going to be swamped. And uh, the covers are um, uh, $65 a piece. And um, she's doing custom covers for you for $65? Yep. Okay. Um, can you email me a link and I'll put it in the show notes? Sure. To, okay. to Victoria? Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, she deserves the success. So, you know, we never want to, I never want to behave as if um, it'll affect my success if, uh, if I help somebody else. You never want to do that. The pool and, is way too big to worry about things yeah. like that. That's right. And she did the cover for Close to the Bones, um, the thriller anthology that I hope you participate in. Yes, as well. I saw that cover. It was it was very nice. So yes. And it doesn't have a face. I saw that, so, yes. So you must be happy. Maybe that's one of the reasons I liked it a little bit more. <laughs> so I don't when I say I didn't like the covers, I mean I didn't like the idea of the face. So I don't mean to slight Victoria. Um the covers themselves look good, the design was good, everything was good. I just don't like faces on covers, it's just me. And it's obviously but, not uh, everybody. 
And, you know, if you have an audience, my audience is made up of mostly the, the uh, data tells me mostly women um, uh, between 30 and 70 and they like faces. They like they want to connect really, really strongly with the characters. And so if that's who your audience is, in my opinion, that's what you do. You don't ignore that. Okay, so where can people find you online, Martha? Uh, you can find me at, online at my Facebook page for the Wallace Jones series, and you can also find me uh, online at, at wallacejonesseries.com. And if you go to wallacejonesseries.com and you go to the Shorts tab, there's an interactive story there that's going to stay there that you can play over and over and over and pick different storylines. And it, it's a story from Wallace Jones um, for another character, William Bremer. And you get different endings, and it's a lot of fun. All right. And uh, for everybody listening here, we will have show notes, including the link to Victoria's uh, website for the cover design. Uh, we thank you so much for listening. And remember, uh, theauthorbiz.com is where you can find the shows and the show notes. And please subscribe when you're there. Subscribe to the show. If you download it on your phone, subscribe so that you get them all. Uh, thanks so much for listening. We will be back again in roughly three weeks with the next episode of The Case Study. And we'll be back again on Monday for the regular episode of The Author Biz. Thanks for listening. 